Hello, everyone, and welcome to Core Coaching Raw. And thank you for a Facebook user 1234 that just heard Kevin. We appreciate you. We can't see the names of people right now, but either way, I am Jackie Schwab, and this is our fearless leader, Kevin Pedry. Thank you guys for being here. There you go. Technical difficulties. We just got to get those out of the way and figure this stuff out. But, you know, with yeah. all those uh, Facebook changes, you know how that goes. But we're Perfect. here. Look at this. So, Danielle, thank you. This is Facebook user Danielle. She can see and hear both of us. Thank you so much for that. We appreciate it. Nice. So, hello, everyone, and welcome to Core Coaching Raw. This is a new series where Kevin and I are going to meet with you every week and talk about, like, the real deal. Now, I'm not talking about the fun the stuff that people market to you or all of those little tiny tips and tricks about how to scam and get over and all of that. We're going to be talking about the real life difficult crap that you pretty much have to go through. Um, hi, Lisa. Thanks for joining as well. We appreciate you. So Kevin, what is our fearless topic for today? We're really going to be talking about the foundations of business building. And I think this is the stuff that people really overlook when, you know, when they're looking to build a business, they want to know strategy. They want to know all the high level stuff. They want to know how to scale. They want to know how to make millions of dollars and they want to, you know, create all these great things. Um, but it's the basics first, right? And I think this is the, this is the stuff, the behind the scenes stuff that we're going to be talking about a lot uh, to really get people plugged into what, does it mean to run a successful, profitable, passion-filled business? Wow, that sounds exciting. <laughs> uh, all right, maybe, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I'm just kidding. So today's just high-level topic for today, and then we're going to dig in a little bit, is of the, I believe that there's kind of essentially four pillars of business building, and um, they all start with um, a P, right? So and they're easily answered by one word questions. And so today we're gonna to talk a little bit about the people, which is one of the P's and that's really who. So I wanted to start it out with a little bit about like, what's the big deal about who? Like, who do you serve and why do we need to know that? Cause I find, and I don't know about you Kev, so many of the coaches I work with, I ask them like in our community, I even said like, who do you serve? We have almost 500 people in the community and we had three people that responded. So what if you don't know who you're serving? Like how, how does that work out for you? Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is the hard thing with coaching because it's such a broad um, topic that it's like, I can help everybody. And, and I know that a lot of people have a hard time really defining what that means and who that target is and what the outcomes are. But if we don't know who the people are we serve, how are we going to decide on the outcomes that we want to provide for them, right? This is the biggest reason why it's so important to know that because all of our programs, all of our services, everything that we're going to do in the future is going to be based on that very question. So what if I don't believe you? Like, give me an example. So what if I'm like, I'm going to sell life purpose coaching, right? It's super important for me that people like know what their purpose is. That's, that's my you know, gig. Now, who's the who? Why does it matter? Well, I think it really matters based on your marketing messages, right? Because if you're going to be a organic marketer and you're going to work word of mouth, um, the messaging is going to be much different than if you're going to go online and you're going to create a website, you're going to create assets, and you're going to create all of these things. People will start to know who you are based on your branding and based on your messaging. So 
if you're doing more organic startup messaging and marketing, it doesn't necessarily matter as much, except that it will matter when it comes to creating your programs and services, right? If we're just going to get together and we're going to have transformational coaching sessions and we're just going to work with people, it may be a little different, right? But if you're going to start taking people through specific modules and really work people through an actual process to get them the results consistently every single time, the person that you deal with is going to be really important because people are very different, right? And the, the things that they need are very different. And so, that's where and why it matters most in my opinion yeah so I, I think i have like maybe an extreme example but where i i do see it mattering both on and offline so if i was like hey kevin like i could really use a referral could you like like do you know anyone that needs my help and you'll be like well who do you help what do you do how are you different um so i think that's kind of a high level one but i i have a, a coach that i work with who is she helps people stay alcohol free. It's very, very specific. She works with certain people, a very specific outcome, alcohol free. The program is six months long. If she says, Hey, Jackie, um, can you refer someone to me? Well, I, yes, I know exactly who to refer to her. It might be a sensitive topic, but I know exactly who to refer to her. Mm -hmm. Probably not going to refer to her as 17 year old teenage girl who's having some anxiety and wondering why boys think she's fat. Right. Yep. So there's there's this idea that um, you can help anyone. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You can help anyone. That's not the question we're asking, really. It's how do other people know who you help? That's right. How do you market what you do? That's right. You could still help the 17 year old girl with anxiety and market yourself as an alcohol free coach. But if you want anyone else to help you by word of mouth, you want to do any kind of posting on social sites, you want to do any kind of paid advertising. If you don't want to spend a billion dollars throwing out this message to the entire world, then I think that it's really important. You're able to say, I help this person do this so that they get this outcome. That's right. Um, the other thing is people are used to being explicitly marketed to like, when's the last time you got on your Facebook scroll? And I swear yesterday I was looking at this like yoga class yesterday. Now all that's on my feed is like yoga pants, yoga stretches, yoga classes, yoga bottles. Right. And I'm not particularly like a Uber yogi. So it, people are like used to getting marketing that says, I'm looking for someone named Jackie who's a little overweight who thinks she might like yoga yesterday, but not today and wears glasses. And so they're used to getting that level of marketing. Well, and it, and it comes down to, again, we talk about outcomes in the services that we provide, but really more than that, it's like, if we're going to get people to buy products from us, people have to be really clear about what they're going to get from you, right? It's like, if I'm saying like, well, we're going to work on this stuff and we're going to have good conversations and we're going to do this and we're not really clearly articulating, why are people going to give us money, right? So we have to know the pain points and we have to know the outcomes that we can provide in that specific niche. And again, it, it's very broad, but I think it needs to be very laser focused when it comes down to, and, and really in my opinion, I think it's just all about outcomes. Because I think the unspoken thing for a lot of therapists and healers and uh, coaches is that they fear the inability to follow through with their expectations that they want to give the people and the results, right? So even before we even talk about people and what they want, it's can you provide 
the outcomes. And that's more important in my opinion, because if you're a real thought provoking and really a caring person about what you do, that's going to keep you up at night. Right. So I think that's what's the controversial part of um, the who you serve question, because you can literally see how many programs are out there that are nothing other than just helping you get them, get your niche, get your niche, figure it out. Um, but I think it's important that we know the like the why, right? Like, why do you find that that's important? Otherwise, it's just one more exercise from one more business coach to, to fill out this form, look like a check the box. But there really is a reason behind it. It's it's so you can have confidence that you're able to provide the outcome. Um, but there's a couple more people in the who. It's not just who you serve, but it's who serves them. So I know what I mean about that, but what do you think I mean about that? I think it really means who else is marketing to them? Who else is showing up? Who else is knocking on their door for the same thing, right? And again, this is this is one of those things that are we creating a service that's just another noise out there or do we have something that's very unique, right? I might have all these great ideas, right? But if there's like 30 other people right behind me doing the same thing, is this really something that I want to provide, right? And again, this really is dependent. I mean, I'm not much for competition because I think the world is really huge. And I know this is kind of where we're going with this topic, but there's a big difference between doing organic face-to-face -face marketing and social media marketing because social media marketing is brutal. And everybody here understands that, right? If you are new to social media marketing, you know how competitive it is out here. And you need to clearly articulate with the giants about how you can help them. Yeah, so I'm gonna go another way with that too. Like, I, yes, yes, and more yes. Um, but there's also some two other positives that you can look at on who else is serving your audience. Then the first one is, it's good if there are others serving your audience. That means there is a demand, right? There is a market place. But the other is you can look at how they're choosing to serve them. If there are five other transformational life coaches out there that work with, you know, guys at 55 and above on kettlebells, right? Then, okay, what are they saying? Now, don't copy anyone because that's just of low integrity. But if they're all saying, you know, it's about bulk, maybe you can say it's about, you know, reps, or maybe you can say it's about slow moving bells or wh whatever. I'm not into kettlebells. That's more your gig. But the, the point being, you can utilize that information as information you can use to reform your message or find your unique sales proposition. Um, the other piece of that is it also shows you an opportunity of collaboration. You know, maybe you don't want to go it alone and be the sole person out there teaching kettlebells, but you you're into it. Maybe there's six other people that are, and you can do one part of the program and they can do another part. So I think really taking some time to really think through who you want to help and who else is helping them is a great opportunity. It's really a great way to just have a foundation. And it's literally, if you were to submit a business plan to a funder, to a bank, part of what they would ask you is, who's your target market? What's your total addressable market? What's your serviceable market? All of those things are what's your niche, right? Those are in a business plan. And the other thing they're going to ask you is a SWOT analysis, the strength, weakness, opportunities, and threats of your competition. And so we're not talking about things that are just here to make you crazy. And we have to remember that even though it's coaching, even though you're a healer, even though it's therapy, it's still a business, a traditional business. 
And if anyone is going to believe in you, anyone is going to support you, anyone is going to give you funding, there are fundamental questions that you need to answer. And some of them are the who. And one more who question is, it's really about, are you the best person to do all of the things in your business? Or who else may be able to help you do that? Can you talk a little bit about that from your perspective, Kevin? I'm really glad you talk about this. And this is like, this was like a huge eye-opening experience because I've run, you know, I've run businesses and I've run, you know, with staff with 15 people. And, and as I continue to move into the space of coaching and online coaching and trying to, you know, continue to scale my business, one of the biggest things I realized is that many times in my career, I tried to do it all myself. I, I thought I could do the website design. I thought I could do the Facebook ads. I thought I could do the, you know, web development and the click funnels and the, you get it, right? Like I could do it all. And, and I actually thought that in order to be a good CEO and an executive coach and a career coach and all the stuff and, a, and an entrepreneur, that I needed to know all of that stuff. And the amount of pressure that that created was intense, insane. And what I realize now is that in order to build a successful business, it, it depends on where you start, right? Like maybe you're starting as a cash business and then you want to scale and you want to move up. But the truth is, if you want a turnkey business that provides you real freedom and real opportunity to not be bombarded and buried in your business is that you have to invest in it. You have to invest in employees. You have to invest in processes. You have to invest in legal help. You have to have accountants and bookkeepers and all of these pieces that are a part of real businesses. I'm going to say this really clearly. If you think you're going to create a multi-million dollar business and scale your business without much experience and just, and if you're a brand new coach and you think you're just going to jump out there and you're going to like get all these leads and it's just going to be magical, you're mistaken. And it's the number one thing that I can guarantee you is the biggest mistake with online marketers and people and influencers today. They're lying. And I don't know that they're lying, but it's, it's just that it, it's not reality. Okay. And I, I, think I, and, there's, yeah. I think there's this, like, it was a really good question. I actually was posed to as a caregiver. So I have a child on autism spectrum and so I'm involved in a lot of caregiving groups and, there was a question posed to me that I think you should pose yourself as a business owner as well. And it's just because you can doesn't mean you should, right? Uh, I think that there is something to be said for understanding enough of the how to do the things yeah. that you could tell someone what to do yeah. of those things is important. Um, but there's, there's really no way to be an expert at digital marketing, sales and advertising, product creation, program creation, legitimately having a law degree in the appropriate ways, bookkeeping, finance, taxes, etc. And so you may start that way and there's no shame in that game. You can start as a hobby. There's no shame in that either. You can start as hourly. All of that is great. Start with where you are, yep. but consider at every possible moment that it makes sense just because I am and because I'm the best as it, at it, should I be still doing this? That's right. And that could be little things that are like low, low value, but high turn, like just takes a lot of time to onboard a new client. Maybe you get a VA for a reasonable rate 
and it literally saves you so you can do six more one-on-ones in the time that it takes for that VA to do all that other work for you. So I think we really do got to look at where you are in your business, where you are in your business. Yeah. Yeah. And who you're serving and who can help you serve them. That's right. Right. Because, you know, when we start talking about scaling our business, like everybody talks about, like even if you get a VA that can help you and even if you can get people that can manage some of these things, guess what? You have to manage them. You have to manage the process. And that takes away from your freedom of, you know, having to do these things. And it's like, you know, for me, I want to be with clients. You know what I mean? It's like, that is my passion. And I want to be in the trenches because I love that stuff. And I just got so buried, burned out and exhausted. You know, I mean, I'm always investing. I'm always working with coaches. I always have coaches and, you know, but it's like this idea that I have to run it all. Right. It's like, when I, when I had my 7,000 square foot gym, I mean, we had 15 employees, we had contractors, we had all of these people and still it was madness, right? It was still madness. And we still created all these great workshops and classes and all these things. And it was still madness. Right. I think there's a, there's, um, I don't know, saying, I don't know if you got this saying by where you are. Cause I'm in, I'm in the Midwest, but my grandmother always told me, be careful. I wasn't getting too big for my britches. And I I think there's a little bit to be said with that in terms of scaling. Um, You can't scale something that doesn't yet exist. Uh, And if you're you're still doing kind of an hourly model, that's not yet, right? Maybe not yet a point where you would go start investing in a whole bunch of people to help you. And I've heard some some advice that I wouldn't wouldn't be the one giving that says like, well, you're supposed to be in charge of your business work on your business, not in your business, when you can afford to do that, right? right. When you are there, but um, honey, you're gonna have to put in the time. Like there's no four hour work week or four day work week if you're just starting out and you have a and you have a financial goal that's you know sustainable for your family. There are always exceptions. I'm sure a Yogi's gonna give me a call and tell me like, girl, I can live off 50 cents a day, okay. But that's right. That's right. If, if you have a certain lifestyle you're looking to live and a certain financial income you're looking to make, you don't delegate a right away, mm-hmm. but you delegate when it's the right time as soon as you can. Right. right. And I think that's a it seems semantically being picky, but it really matters. At least I think it does. What do you think? I do. And I agree with that 100 percent. And and I think with both of our experiences in the corporate world and, you know, a lot of the career coaching, executive coaching and things like this, it's like the truth is it's like we need to get to a certain point in our business, like on a cash model where we're like seeing tons of clients where we get really comfortable with, you know, the flow of money and how we process it and, and, you know, making sure that we're doing our service properly and making sure that our clients are happy and all of these things that go into the process of making sure that your skill set's right and that you can actually move into some sort of scalable signature program. But you can make a lot of money, right? Eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars a month on an hourly basis, depending on how much that you charge. And 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 it's realistic, right? When we start talking about making 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, I was just talking to a coach the other day who was going, yeah, this guy was making $100,000 selling $2,500 services. And I went, that's, well, I mean, that's like, that's like 40 people a month. You know, when you think about the output of 40 people a month, let's just say, let's just break it down a second. 
I have to talk to 40 people a month and onboard them. If, if I was onboarding 40 people, that's going to be 40 hours worth of work right there. Right. What about all of the people that you have to talk to on top of that before you even get to 40 sales? Yeah. I'm suspect. I'm suspect. I'm a little suspect to that because yeah. I've done a lot of high ticket sales and it's like, I just, whatever. I mean, people can claim what they want and I think that's okay. But when we look at it, like the idea of even just selling a hundred dollars, right? If we needed to make $6,000 a month, right? Like the math, yeah. if we want to make $10,000 a month at $80 or a hundred dollar a month, right? Like, and then you have to talk to people service and then you have to service those people. And then you have to do the back end stuff. And then you got, yeah. What like? Oh, and then I have to. We, we forget. Then I have to like make sure that I let them know about their appointment reminders, and then I need to fluff them up a little bit after and tell them, you know, thanks for coming. And it's like all of this time we forget it takes for client management, right? And it's like, why did I get burned out? Why did I have anxiety in my career? Why did I feel like I was just like just like crazy, right? Yeah. Well, now I know. I think it gives like two pieces of practical insight that I would um, offer up from what you said is the first is um, trust, but verify, right? Mm -hmm. If someone says to you, you know, if you bought a program, if you bought the program from your guru of last month, that costs $5,000. Okay. And they're telling you, Hey, I make $300,000 a year and you and five other people show up to that group program. Yeah. Do the math. That's all. I'm just yeah. saying, do the math. Well, just think about that, right? Like think about sell. And I always ask people on intake, right? Like how many, like, have you ever sold anything at a thousand dollars? Have you ever sold anything at $2,500? And people go, I don't even know what I could sell at $2,500. Some people are like, I don't even know if I'm worth a hundred dollars. You know, honestly, I don't even really know if I'm worth $50, which is okay. Right. Because we have to start somewhere and we have to get comfortable and we have to work through the process. Right. This is all the stuff you're like, we're going to create a group coaching program and we're going to create signature programs and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, cool. I know the journey and you can be an expert and I know it, but realistically, where are you right now? And what do you need to do to get to where you want to go realistically? Right. And with that, because I honestly, I know I'm a little passionate about this stuff. I get a little fired up, but it's like we can all work towards anything, but we have to be clear about where we are right now. And we have to look at the whole picture and we have to look at the, because otherwise, you know, and, and I think too, some people are just not meant to run a business and I'm sorry. It's just the way it is, right? Some people are not CEOs. Some people do not have the, the capacity to understand what it means to be an entrepreneur and to look at the big picture and to create massive organizations. Does that mean that you can't be successful being really good at your craft and doing hourly based and doing workshops and doing? Yes. And does that mean that you can't necessarily hire somebody to help you in your organization so that you can still get to your goals? Yes but it just means that you have to invest differently. It means that you have to look at it on how do I, this is what Jackie talked about at the beginning. Who do I need to hire? Who do I need to have running my organization? Because I can be an investor and still be a part of the organization. But if I'm not good at the role of CEO or CFO or accountant or all of this, I have to hire it. Otherwise it's a hobby. Yeah. Otherwise it's a hobby. I think there's one more big who that I wanna make sure that we get out there. And um, you alluded to it, uh, but I want to be explicitly direct. <laughs> You're so funny. Uh, there's the who do you got to talk to to actually get one client little journey, right? 
I don't think people think about the time investment. If we take the journey of a person we don't know to a customer, it's how did you attract them? Did you talk to them? Did you do a free discovery call? Did, like there's so many points. And so uh, how many people do you need to have the ability to chat with? And then how many do you need to actually talk to? And then how many do you invite for a discovery call? All of that to get like one client, right? There's Love a whole it. bunch of who's yep. that you have to go all the way down this rabbit hole. All of that still has to be done, right? Yep. Before you even get a chance to talk to your one client. Okay. And at some level, there's a little bit of the numbers game in the who. Like if you really sure want is. to have a certain number of, say you only want four clients, how many people do you actually yep. need to touch talk to and do a free call with before you get four clients. I love this topic before I go into that. And I want to give the exact number so people can get real clear and write this down, get a piece of paper out because I want you guys to get really clear about these numbers. But before I go there, because it's daunting for a lot of people that go sales and marketing, ah, we must match our passion and the things that we do in this life with the the service that we offer right because if i love what i'm doing everything in my career it's like i was passionate it's like yeah, everybody needs this service. <laughs> everyone needs to know about this right like so i show up and it's just kind of like a conversation right we're just talking about it so I, I wanted to link that back before i got into the numbers but the truth is if you're an hourly based um company right and you want to bring in you know six thousand dollars let's just say and you're a hundred dollars right you have to you have to know that lower ticket items such as you know one-on-one -on -one sessions like massage therapy personal training those things customers are kind of pre-primed and ready to kind of purchase that kind of training because of our industry so when i think about getting 10 people i mean you should probably be somewhere in the 80 to 90 percent close rate once they call you right when you start to get into the high ticket sales like 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000, you should be able to close 50 to 60% of sales um, when you talk to people, 50 to 60% if you have a dialed in sales and onboarding marketing process. In the industry for high ticket sales, we say that we should be talking to 20 people per week. We're, we should be having 20 conversations per week, five to seven high impact conversations, meaning real customers that are really interested in your services and moving forward. I would say if you're working in that hourly 80 to 100, if you talk to 10 people, you should get seven to eight clients out of that, sometimes 100%, right? Depending on your presentation, how interested they really are, whether they're price hoppers, because you're going to get those people too. Um, but I want to circle back again that at the end of the day, no matter if you're selling a $5 product or a $10,000 product, you must still articulate with purpose, passion, and clarity about how you can serve them. Because people are going to have price objections at all, at all levels of service, right? So as long as you can walk them through the process, as long as you can be really clear and you can articulate how you can help them, and if you want to help them, then you can do it. So. 20 conversations a week, right? And let me just say this because I know, again, I know I get rolling on some of this stuff, but it's like 20 conversations is about average on all levels of business, right? So I would say you to keep your business flowing, you wanna be talking to 20 people. When you start getting into the higher ticket sales, 
um, you have to understand that the, the time to onboard is much longer. So 20 people could be 20 plus hours, right? Whereas if you talk to 20 massage clients or personal training clients or hourly clients, those conversations might be 10 or 15 minutes, right? So before we talk about going out and getting a flood of clients, like a lot of people want to talk about, are you clear on your dang message, right? Because I, there's so many avenues that you can go down when you're passionate about your message within your network, within people you know, that you don't need to go spending thousands of dollars on advertising when you're not ready. That's part of scaling, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I would say so, like a, a, who, a who you're talking to and when you, if you try to scale too fast, I will give a cautionary tale from my life. Um, I didn't really have my 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 niche nailed, um, but I was following the guru instead of the guru outside of me instead of the guru inside of me. I dropped like fourteen thousand dollars in Facebook ads and didn't convert one customer. Yeah. Now that because wait, wait, didn't we go back to this like I'm going to do Facebook marketing and I don't have so many customers. I, I'm a program developer. I can figure out Facebook marketing. Right. I'm smart, right? It's like. Well, no, you can't. I mean, yes, you can, but this is the lesson that a lot of people have to understand. And I got to tell you, I tried. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump into Facebook market. I'm gonna do it by myself because it's like, it's like weight training, right? I don't know anything about it, but I'm gonna go to the gym and I'm gonna figure it all out on my own. You know, these are the kinds of things, right? Like, it's like hire somebody. They'll get you leads, right? You can't do it yourself if you don't know. Well, don't, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say you can't. You can do anything, right? But yeah. I know that's my soapbox again, but I, I, it, well, no, I don't think it's a soapbox. And I, I think I would reframe it a small, tiny bit just because we're off the cuff. If you're great at Facebook ads, do it. Like, be the guy. I'm just either. saying, my cautionary tale was about not clearly identifying the who mm -hmm. that I was marketing to. And then I got a whole bunch of who's that I didn't want to work with or that didn't want to work with me. And how that affected me is I gave them all of my money. Yep. And I didn't get any money back. So, um, and, and again, yeah, it was not a very good lesson. So learn from me. Don't do what I do. Do what I say. My mom told me that all the time. But um, so I, th I think, that, and that's the point of why we're actually putting together this this series of core coaching raw is, you know, it all looks beautiful and pretty on the little PDFs that we put together, um, but it doesn't always look quite so great in real life. Um, you're welcome for sharing that. Don't tell anyone. No, I'm kidding. Now everyone knows. Like a comment. Let's see what this comment says. We can. So I've learned to default and access other people's talent. So my time is freed up to do what it is I love yeah. and I'm comfortable with. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that's what we're talking about. Um, so op, why Kevin and I, you know, and some of our initiatives that we work on together go well is Kev's like really good at talking to people and being a sales marketing guy and putting his thing out there and having a passion and having a soapbox and, soap and all this stuff. And I'm like, just give me my little nerd kingdom. Let me go in the back and like make up some pretty stuff. I love to coach. I love to coach, but I really like the back end stuff. I like funnels. I have a funnel hacking t-shirt on actually. You know, I like doing website design. I like those things. However, um, that those things are also not the things that are making me money. That's right. So you have to also be a little careful, like just because you like it doesn't mean you ought to be doing it, but that's for another conversation. So I would like to say, if you think, this is my little pitch at the end, like if you think that your big struggle right now 
is finding who you want to serve. That is the number one most important baseline business decision conversation that you need to know, that you need to do, that you need to solve for. And there's a lot of, there's free resources out there. There's paid resources out there. There's the group resource, the Cork Coaching Community Group out there. We have a sales and marketing masterclass that we'll be offering very soon where that topic will specifically be covered. So please, 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 if the only time you invest in your business is to answer that who question, that will save you. What did we say? I blew on that. Like, like, so thank you for the wow, Jackie. That will save you $15,000 of a oops because you thought you knew what she was doing. Um, so if there were anything I would say to come out with this is please, please, please know who you're serving, who's serving them and who else can help you to serve your community. And with that, Kevin, anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up so we don't keep these folks on all day? No, this was great. Great start for our foundations of, uh, you know, the core coaching raw. We're really excited. I want you guys to please engage with us. Let us know, um, you know, what specific questions you have, what specific topics you want. I mean, we have, you know, a ton already planned, but we want, we want your feedback. We want the juicy, good, let's get down to brass tacks kind of stuff. Um, and please, you know, while we're in this group, you know, message, write to us, ask us questions along the way. Um, and I guess I would say that, you know, if you guys have any follow-up questions, write them in the group. If you need my support and you just want to learn a little bit more about where your business is, let's jump on a call. We can discuss where you are. Um, we don't do any high sales um, kind of um, strategies or anything like that. Our goal is to help you if you want it. If you don't need our help, that's completely okay. But we would love for the chance to talk to you live in person and to help kind of give you advice along the way. So I think I would leave it with that. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for meeting Kevin and I for our first Core Coaching Raw. We look forward to seeing you on every Wednesday. So come back to the group and we'll tell you lots of good things and hopefully help you make your business scale at the right pace, the right time. All right, everyone. Thanks so much, Kevin. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you guys all next week. Bye. See you guys.